Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And I played Axiom Verge 2. blew through both these games really fast you yeah we've again someone sleeps a lot so we don't there's not a lot of paying attention to him and interacting plus i feed him so then i just sit on the couch and watch you play games for Mm -hmm. like 30 minutes at a time scarlet nexus is on sale so i think that might be my next one okay that came out a couple months ago i don't know it's one i wanted to play but i'm like i don't want to pay full price but now that it's on sale i'm like ooh. That's how you feel about uh, Near Replicant, right? Yeah, that, that hasn't gone on sale yet. That might be like a holiday sale. Black Friday. Hey, it's around my birthday. Yes. I take Sony gift cards. <laughs> For anyone listening, you want to buy me Sony gift cards? I'll take them. Or Steam <laughs> gift cards because uh, I'll play stuff on computer again one day. Well, you put in your deposit for the Steam handheld thing, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that'll be next year. But I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about that. <laughs> You're such a nerd. I know. I need nerdy <laughs> things in my life, and that is a big nerdy thing. That is a big nerdy thing. Anyway, guys, Axiom Verge 2. Uh, it was released August 11th, 2021 20, on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and on the Epic Game Store, the PC. Uh, a PS5 version is on the way as well. And this synopsis was taken right from the Axiom Verge 2 website. Uh, you may have played Axiom Verge or heard it referenced as a benchmark for indie Metroidvania adventures. Ax- Axiom Verge 2 is part of the same story as Axiom Verge 1, but is a completely new game. New characters, new powers, new enemies, and a new world. You can play it before or after the original. And then a little thing is meet Indra, the mysterious billionaire behind the Worldwide Globe 3 conglomerate. What is this world she's found? Who are the voices that seem to be calling to her? Dun, 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 dun. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's, that's about as much as I'm going to become. When I talk about the story here, that's pretty much more information than I'm going to give you. So Yeah, we didn't pay too much attention to the story. There was a lot of lore you could find, and we read it. We read, like, the first six you found, and then... It's a, I read through them briefly, but it didn't it's make... It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm actually going to cover this story real quick because there's not a lot here, you guys, at least coming from me. Give it a few months and the fans will piece together everything. But I started with the, my note saying, I don't have a clue. <laughs> that was very funny. Hold on. I One of the reviews I went to had like a nice... Oh, actually, story thing. Just like an overview of what it was. But keep talking. Okay, I will so, find like, it. Okay, so you play as Indra. You're searching for your daughter and for Dr. Hammond. Dr. Hammond is a reference to the first game. Trace was always in contact with Dr. Hammond. Uh, Indra ends up in a different world via an elevator shaft, uh, and she encounters this AI race called the Arms. They're former humans that enhance her body with nanites. Uh, the Arms and Indra begin their search of the way out and finding... Basically, what happened in this parallel world, also searching for Dr. Hammond and for uh, her daughter and trying to free the people that got trapped into this world by creating a new portal. That all being said, it goes to this wild roller coaster of a thing that happens, all this weird stuff and, you know, I would say X-Files-esque stuff happens during this adventure, sci-fi adventure, and then... Yeah, I'm not going to really spoil this one. It just came out, but there's really not much for me to spoil because I don't understand what's going on. Someone is stretching in their car seat. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, we have a snoozing baby, and if you hear a panting dog somewhere in this house, we just got back from a walk. 
reported, recorded our Arumakun podcast. Yeah, so if you listen to those back-to-back, we are recording them back-to-back. I still don't have my shirt on, everybody, so... <laughs> It may seem like it's been four days since I haven't had my shirt on, but it is the same day of recording. Yeah, so I just looked up the two reviews that I looked at because I thought they had yeah, more about the story. Yeah, you can go ahead and do story. those. That's pretty much the story. They literally have like a sentence. Uh, the one at Polygon basically says, uh, Strange you in the cold, mysterious world of can gear and Ooh. cuts right to the chase. You don't know what's going on or what anyone else is doing here, but you're bent on going back to Earth. So you grab a pickaxe and start exploring a new alien landscape with the help of the arms, a group of superpowered entities that imbue their wielders with powerful abilities. That, yeah. That's all they have. Yeah, and so it's it is related. They do reference a lot of Dr. Hammond. Trace comes up in a couple of the notes. Yes. And he's from the original one. So we don't know if this is before or after the first one. And so you don't really know the timeline of where this is happening. I think you could probably figure it out with the dates on some of the documents, but we're very sleep deprived, so. And I we were just, I was just playing the game because I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. So there's and pretty much that. this kind of just got released like out of the blue with no fanfare at all. It just kind of showed up. Yeah, it was on the Switch, and later the same day, the PS4 version released along yep. with the Epic Game Store. It just kind of came out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, it's still the same singular dude doing it, so good yeah. on you, Tom Happ. If you're listening. Yeah, Tom Happ. I'm actually <laughs> impressed that, yeah, one guy built this entire game. Yes. That's a lot. We like games like that. We like this. We like Stardew Valley. You're uh, you're up our alley, Th- That's about it. <laughs> that, those are it. <laughs> that new one from Chucklefish looks pretty good. Yeah, we haven't looked at that Is it Way- yet. Not Wayward? What is it called? Where they, they're trapped? I don't remember the name of it. Well, I'll... If that one's out, I'll make you play that one. We'll look it up after this. Anyway, go go into the reviews and let's let's see what yes. IGN and all those places like to say or whatever what you would pulled. Uh, I grabbed Kotaku. Oh, somebody's stretching in his car seat. That's a gross face, sir. So the Metacritic, I had to grab it for the Nintendo Switch because there were not enough quote unquote critic reviews for the PS4 version, so there wasn't a consensus. So the Switch has a 76 from critics and a 7.0 from users. Okay. So about they're both in the 70 area. Okay. So I grabbed Kotaku for the review, so Kotaku's positive. Unlike the first game, Axiom Verge 2 places a much bigger emphasis on exploration than combat. Your arsenal is geared more towards solving light puzzles and unlocking new passages than blasting enemies to hell. In fact, there are barely any real projectile-based armaments in the game outside of your initial boomerang. Instead, a cat hacking ability lets you sabotage or take over robot enemies while a series of upgrades for your drone make it the real star of the show. Okay. I'd agree with that. Yeah, what's the negative then? Uh, negative, um, it says... Oops, sorry. <laughs> you dropped your phone. Yeah, whatever. Oh, no! <laughs> Quote, unquote, the Italian stallion. <laughs> Jake Baldino does not listen to this podcast. But if he does... He okay. did drop his phone the other day. He did. That was really funny. That was his Friday updates? Friday features. Yeah, he's it's like, game, oh, my phone! Game rings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kotaku's negative. The way Axiom Verge 2 doubles down on exploration and navigation tools does come at a cost, however. When its combat isn't frustrating, challenging, frustratingly challenging, excuse me, it's straight up boring. In fact, there's a strong case to be made that avoiding fights as much as possible is the best way to play, and boss fights, unfortunately, do little to change this. Despite the dramatic flair with which they're presented, bosses are almost unanimously little more than button-mashing fests. 
I can see that criticism. I have some comments on it, but I, I see the I see the criticism. Yeah, there. it's it's very much there. Gameplay is very similar to the first game, you guys. But uh, I'll just cover the differences. But it's two D platforming. It's an action adventure story. It's story driven. There's more of an emphasis on leveling up your character, other than leveling up the weapons and stuff. You actually have minor skill trees in this one. You can upgrade your health, your melee damage, the speed which you attack, your hacking range, the how powerful your hacking is, and then you have a drone where you actually become the drone. In I this one. loved the drone. Like it almost made more sense for you to just stay the drone once you got enough of the upgrades. The drone is where you get your grappling hook. The best ability is unfortunately the last ability you get, and that's where you become a cloud, the nanite cloud. Yes, yeah, that was legit, and you got it, I don't know, 40 minutes of gameplay before you beat the game? Yeah. Not it, even? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the game is solidly built along those lines. Like, if you're doing this stuff, it works. I do agree that I tried to avoid combat more than I did it, or I would hack and run by. Yes, it was a lot, a lot of, of time. It was a lot of hacking, and if you upgraded that enough, you could make them on your side. You could explode them, or the main one at the beginning before you have that upgraded was basically you slow them down so that you can kill them faster. Yeah, and steal their health thing. And yes. I tried to avoid combat more than actually engage in it in this one. You have melee weapons. Your range is, is a boomerang. You do find an upgraded one later. You get a sledgehammer. You also get a dagger. Yeah, you didn't use the dagger that much. No, there's. I still. I know there's some rings and tools that I missed that probably upgraded some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I missed a f- some health upgrades. I know I missed some of the blue flasks because I never got the achievement for it. Yes. I'm seventy five percent of the items. I'm missing. One percent of the map. One percent of the map. But when I beat the game, what was I at? So your stats for beating we this game. We actually didn't skip it this time, everybody. I, I yelled at him. I said, "Don't push buttons," and you set the controller down. Mm-hmm. So your total time from starting to play to beating the final boss was eight hours and fifty six minutes. You had sixty nine percent of the items, eighty seven percent of the map, and your death count was seven. I did pretty good. For yeah, the first time through. I feel as though it was harder for you to die in this game just because there was the ability where you could have like the health flasks on you. So if you got low enough, you could power up your health again and you didn't have to try to find a save point or try to hope that one enemy would drop some health for you, which that was a lot of what it was in the first game. Yes. It was a lot of luck in the first game to find health. Yeah, it was really lucky to get health and it was also... Yeah, there's a lot more, but you were fighting at range the whole time. Yes. Whereas this game... You're up close and personal. You're up close and personal almost the entire time, other than a few boomerang segments where I used it, but hacking was mainly your best friend at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it really leans heavy on the melee combat. So you have like an ice pick. <laughs> <laughs> Our baby is making so much noise. He probably needs to get out of there. <laughs> But you get like a bronze axe, you get a boomerang, and then you get one that deals lightning damage. Mm -hmm. And that you can keep knocking it back and forth between enemies. That was kind of cool. It was more novelty than it was anything else. The map is what was the biggest difference for me. Like, you could actually tell where you were. The map was such a good upgrade. The map was such a good upgrade, but here's my complaint. It's heavily based in exploration, and there's a lot of spots where you see where you can't get to yet because you don't have the right ability. You and I are the type of people that are like, oh, I can go there now. Let's go back and go 
to those areas. Correct. And then I forgot where I was going. Let me pause for a second, guys. Yep. Sorry. We're gonna we're gonna pause and make a baby sound happier. Okay, continue. All right. Again, after some more technical difficulties, <laughs> we're back. Uh, baby is fed and happy and snoozing. Yes, he's three feet away he's on the table. Super cute. <laughs> he's just in the middle of the table no not really (laughs) but we were if i recall correctly we were talking about if when we see a spot we like to go to but we can't get there yet and we get the ability to we're the type of people that are like let's go do that yeah we backtrack to it and then i forget where i was because the map is so big and it doesn't really remind you where you were no and so early on it wasn't a problem because there wasn't a lot of spaces to go as you yawn. <laughs> it's, this place is big. It's really big. It's a pretty big map. I mean, he did a wonderful job. First off, first let me say, in wonderful environments. But it's big. And I forgot where to go. And there's not really any like journal to say, continue here. It's kind of yeah. like, you need to use this ability to go here. And I would often have to look up a guide of someone playing through the game to see where I was supposed to be. And this game is so new, so there's not a lot of guidance online outside of YouTube videos. And, and you they're have like to... four-hour YouTube videos, yes. and you have to kind of fast-forward to find where you are. I found a couple Reddit threads for like the coordinates that you were trying to get to. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough for us uh, as we are not the most hardcore gamers, so we're always looking around for things. You got something to say back there, Henry? Henry's like, yeah, I had to watch this game a lot, and I didn't get to play it all, so I was not happy about it. <laughs> I hope you guys all enjoy our baby in this <laughs> in this video. <laughs> that being said, the maps are beautiful. And there's actually awesome. The drone was much better in this one. Oh, because yeah. the drone actually has its own dimension you can go in and you can play in both dimensions as the drone, but you can only play as the human in one of the dimensions. So there's actually a whole separate map for the drone to explore. The breach. The breach is what it's called. And there's more to explore, there's more to do. There's a lot of stuff in this game. There's a lot more involved than the first game. Do you, do you have something to say, sir? Again, there's a speedrun mode. There's other stuff. Henry, what do you think? Nothing now? You're a little stage shy? (laughs) (laughs) I had to pick him up. I apologize. Little baby noises. All right, well, we're almost almost wrapped up here anyway. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. the, The game itself, it's very similar, but it is very different than the first one at the same time. I would agree. The combat felt not... It wasn't as enjoyable for me as the first one. So the one point I wanted to bring up going on the combat, and it was part of the negative that... He's just staring at the computer screen. It's part of the negative from the Kotaku review was that boss battles, aside from the very last one, are completely optional. Yeah, they're you just, just kind of... They're just kind of big enemies in the map, and you kill them, and you get a, a vial to level up your stats. Yeah, and you get a trophy. And a trophy for them. And that's how you know it was a boss. Yeah, that's it. None of them were that challenging. I, One of them, went in the breach, you had to destroy a laser first. But you could hack most of the bosses, which actually made them kind of cool in a way. So you could hack them, defeat them, and move on to the next thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, but they were very much like hack and slash. The one underwater where you had to use your quaking power to that drop cool. the things, that was cool. You had to drop rocks drop on it rocks to kill on it. Him. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. That was a unique boss in itself. 
outside of that, most of the bosses weren't anything super special. Compared to the first game where they were definite boss rooms. Oh, yeah. I, I almost like finding them this way better. I just wish there was more involved with fighting them. Definitely. I felt more involved in the first one than in this one where they felt kind of just, like they said, just there. They're just different, but you don't get a health bar for the boss. You just you're just fighting them, and that's it. Yeah, there was. I was thinking that too, but there wasn't a health bar in the last game. But you were definitely like battling a boss. There wasn't anything else that could come in and interfere with it. Yeah, you're right. They just changed colors. Yeah. You were correct. There was no health bar. So I uh, withdraw. They don't. I wish they had some kind of health bar indicator. I wish there was phases to them like that were noticeable because you just kill them so quickly. I felt I was killing them so fast that it didn't matter. Yeah, it was definitely button mashing. If you hack, if you up your hacking the fastest, it, it, that's what happens. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the ending because, again, this game is very, very new. It came out last week? Yeah, but uh, it's very, it leaves kind of an open-endedness to it. Very ambiguous. I, I, it felt lacking, but I feel like he's making more... Yeah, the final, the final boss when you were battling them, I w- had the thought of, is this the final boss? Yeah, Or is there sure. more? And then the credits started You couldn't rolling. actually fail the final boss. You just kept reviving. Yeah, right in that room. Right in that room in the fight. So you're going and you're, you're trying to fill up this bomb and you're doing all this stuff and she's blocking you. I couldn't figure out what to do until because I thought you might be able to kill her. You cannot kill her. You just have to go... No, you glitched her at one point and you like slashed at her for like three minutes. I'm like, I don't think that's doing anything. No, she changed <laughs> red, but nothing happened. Yes. So you go and you have to do some trickery to take away her shielding from the buttons. Once you figure it out, it's not a hard fight. That was two of my deaths right there, though. Out of the seven, yes. two of them were in that room because I just didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, it was much harder to die in this game. And I would agree that this was more of a puzzle-based game than a combat game. Especially when after you beat the game and you're like, let's try to get all of the map. And you were trying to figure out where you had to go in the breach with your little droid to get to those particular spots maps. in the real world. Yeah, once you pair once you start comparing the maps to each other, you can figure it out. I had to look up one spot. I mm-hmm. couldn't figure out one location and it you had to go into a weird area and then it takes you into the breach, which then takes you back into the real world. It was just a really unique thing. He doesn't like that there's headphones on my head. He's just staring at me. Very menacingly at that <laughs> too. Really what a butthead. All right, what would you give this one? I would give it an eight. Okay. It was still frustrating to watch, like, the last game where we couldn't figure out where to go. Do you agree with that, or is that... I don't know. I think he's disagreeing. Lower or higher? You were eating for most of this, so... So it was a great game. He said, this is a 10 out of 10, because all he had to do was eat. Alright, so... I would give it an 8. It was definitely more enjoyable to watch at times just because it was a lot more puzzle-based than combat-based. Yeah, I... I... I have different review scores, like the first one, that where I, I had a really good score, but it wasn't great. It, it, like, if it was this, it was this. I give it an 8. Okay. Though, I give it an 8. As a whole, I would say that the actual map exploration was significantly better 
fast travel. The fast travels in the game, which was amazing, and that made it really easy to travel around. Yes. Because you could fast travel from anywhere to a save point. Yes. And same in the breach, you could transfer to any save point in the breach to a different save point there. But you couldn't go back and forth between the two, but that's fine because you could exit the breach at any point. Once you got that ability. Once you get the ability. You have to collect the abilities for this. What I didn't like was uh, they emphasized this exploration but made it difficult to find your way back to where you were initially. And where you needed to go from there. Where you needed to go from there always felt a little taxing on me and I had to look up a lot more in this one than I did in the first one. No, that's not true because the first one, the maps were so confusing. Oh my God, they were so confusing. This was one (laughs) continuous open map, which is infinitely better. But overall, I'd still be an eight because the combat I felt was a step backwards rather than forwards. For sure. Anyway, (laughs) at Gaming Marriage on Twitter, gamingmarriage at gmail.com. Uh, I have a game picked out to play next, and if that falls through, I have, I'm have i playing Hollow Knight again, kind of on the side, and we can do that one. Henry is super involved in this podcast, guys. Sorry for all the interruptions, but he's not happy about anything. You're fine. You got something to say? Hi, big man. Yeah, one day you'll actually be part of these podcasts in a serious way, huh? Rather than just making noises in the background. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll catch you later. Bye. <laughs>